All right, so today on the line, we have a very special guest. Toronto Raptors shooting guard Malcolm Miller is here. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Enjoying the season, enjoying uh, life right now. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. So um started off for some of the people who don't know uh, a lot about you, you know, like the casual fan. Um, how would you describe your game if you're describing it in just one word? Um. I would say uh, versatility, you know, being able to, uh, you know, shoot the three, attack closeouts and uh, defend multiple positions. So, I mean, if you want to get uh, specific, you can go three and D. But, um, you know, I just try to have a lot of assets and uh, facets to my game. Yeah, you're a career 40% three-point shooter in your time mm-hmm. in the league. Um, before yep. the league, you did four years of college at Holy Cross. Um, what did you major in in college? actually majored in philosophy philosophy um is there a reason you chose that specific field um i started out in econ and i just really wasn't enjoying it too much and then um really understanding different perspectives and like ways of life and like understanding things in different ways that that's what kind of attracted me to philosophy and um you know just having a well well-roundedness to yourself you know i kind of like mimicked my game so you know everything kind (laughs) of made sense for me to go that route (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, did you get it on a basketball scholarship as well? Yeah, yeah, I had a, yeah, I had a full ride to uh, Holy Cross. Oh, cool. Uh, okay, so you did your four years there, and then you entered the 2015 draft. Uh, going into that draft, were you, you declared for the draft. Were you expecting to get drafted? Um, I had a couple good workouts with a couple teams, so, you know, I, I knew I was on the fence. You know, I was close on maybe, like, late second round. So um, I had that expectation, so I was kind of following the draft a little closer than previous years, obviously. But um, I didn't end up getting drafted, and, you know, it still worked out because I had plenty of follow-up calls right after to try to, you know, get workouts and training camp uh, spots on teams. Yeah, so after you went undrafted, um, you joined the Celtics for the summer league. Was that one of the teams that contacted you? Yeah, that was definitely one of the teams that I uh, had worked the most with in um, – actually had pretty good workouts with uh, I actually ended up doing two draft out draft uh, pre-draft workouts with them so yeah the Celtics were like one of the first people on the phone yeah so once you um, so I'm sure your workouts went great that's why they uh, signed you to your first contract um, mm-hmm. what did you buy <laughs> when you got that first contract did, was there anything specific that you wanted to buy that contract, it was, it, I didn't get anything. That was mostly just a training camp deal, you know, see how it went, see if I could work my way on the team. And um, that's when we were like affiliates. So if it didn't work out, you go straight to the G League. So that contract wasn't anything like real big NBA money-wise. Okay. When did you get your first uh, big contract then? I would say one of my bigger contracts was when I got into the G League or this past this past season when um. I came back from injury and I was actually on that, that finals team. That was like when the real contracts, NBA contracts started hitting. Yeah. What was the f- big thing you copped as soon as you got that? Let's see. I got myself, <laughs> I got myself a little, uh, a congratulatory, uh, chain with my number on it. Oh you yeah. Know, I've had the number 13 my whole life. So, you know, I was like, you know, I might as well solidify yeah. that a little more. Is there a reason you chose number 13? Um, I mean, there's plenty of reasons. I mean, 13 has always been my favorite number. Um, I grew up at like 6513 was uh, my address growing up. Yeah. 
Um, AI, number three. Trace McGrady, number one. Just combine them together. Yeah, it's just – there's so many reasons. <laughs> All right, so in 2017, you signed with the Raptors and been there ever mm-hmm. since. How Had you been to Toronto before then or no? Um. I I was I came to Toronto a couple times, uh, mostly playing through the G League uh, with the main Red Claws. So yeah. I would play in Mississauga, and you know if we get there a day early, I'd you know take a trip out to Toronto and see the city. But besides that, I hadn't really visited or spent any like length of time here before. So now that you've been here a few years, how do you like it? Oh, I love Toronto. It's definitely a top three city for me. You know, it's got a lot of a lot of culture, a lot of diversity. And it's just, like, a lot of stuff going on at all times. So, you know, there's always something to do. Yeah, I mean, Toronto is known for being really diverse. Lots of good food and a pretty good nightlife, too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So over the the last few years, you've been uh, sort of on the fringe between the NBA and the G League. Um, has it been challenging for you with, obviously, with social media and everything, uh, to focus on just playing your game? when there's um, probably a lot of wavering confidence, you know, with going back and forth between the G League and NBA? Um, I wouldn't say so. Not not for me personally. Uh, my circumstances, I feel like, have been a little different with, you know, my injuries. Um, coming into the first year as a two-way, you know, I ended up starting with the four or five games. So I'd, I was able to rack up some NBA experience at that point. But then my uh, shoulder injury coming into uh, last season, that kind of, you know, derailed me and, you know, set me back a little bit. But um, as soon as I was healthy, you know, I found myself back in the uh, the NBA sphere, sphere. So, you know, I feel like, you know, you know what uh, other people think, you know, it was cool and everything. But, I mean, I know I'm an NBA player and um, I know I have my ups and downs with injuries. So it's just a matter of, you know, continuing from there and, you know, working hard. Yeah, for sure. Um, was suffering that injury really, would you say it was like a low point for you? Um, yeah, I actually would, you know, being a shooter, being able to knock down threes and then injuring my right shoulder the way I did, you know, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a tough time, but, you know, I attacked the recovery just way, you know, I attacked the court to, you know, get to this position. So, you know, you just got to keep that same mentality, keep that same confidence and optimism and, uh, you know, work through it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of players, uh, have some pretty bad injuries. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely tough when you you get injured and you have to try and get back to 100%, do you think you're back at 100% now? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely I'm definitely back to 100%. Feeling now. good, solid. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I kind of want to – a lot of the fans want to know about the 2019 champs. You were obviously a part of that team, and you probably experienced a lot of the ups and downs that the fans did. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of want to get, like, a feel for the vibe in the locker room. Um at some pivotal points in the playoffs. So I'm going to just go through a few here. So one of the big ones was um, losing game three to Philly. Um, so the Raptors, we obviously dropped that game. We went down 2-1. We needed to win uh, game four, essentially, to to avoid going down 3-1. What was, like, the vibe in the locker room after you guys lost that game? Do you remember? Um, if I remember right, uh, I think that was the game that – Joel and B did the uh, windmill and the airplane. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, you know, awesome. we definitely we, – that definitely hit us a little harder than usual. I mean, you know, definitely don't want to lose in the playoffs. And uh, we just 
we just knew we had to lock in a bit more. We had to do everything a bit more. Um, we adjusted our schemes a little bit, but we just needed a little more fight in us. And, you know, that was the consensus across the board. Like, this is the playoffs. Can't have anybody run into the lane and dunking like that and, and showboating, you know, hits you in your pride a little bit. So we just stepped the intensity up and you saw, it. you know, it was a battle with Philly. You know, they were, they were a great team and they're a good team now. So, you know, we just had to step step everything up another level. Yeah, they definitely uh, pushed us to the limit, right? So that kind of takes me to the next one, the Kawhi shot. Um, you obviously had one of the, the best views in the house there. What was the vibe, oh, yeah. not just in the locker room, but in that huddle after he hit that shot? Oh, it was pure excitement. <laughs> it was it – was, everybody was hyped during the shot. We got back to the locker, locker room. Everyone was hyped. Uh, but actually, a moments after, you know, uh, Kawhi and the coach were one of the ones that were like, you know, we made the shot, we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but our job's not done. Like, like it was, it was almost kind of short lived. You know, we celebrated on the court, we celebrated in the locker room, but as soon as we brought it into the huddle, it was like, all right, now our mindset is focused on the Bucks. Like, you know, it happened, it was great, it was amazing, but we still got a long road ahead of us. I think that's also what defines a championship team, realizing, hey, we we like passed it. Like, that was obviously one of the great shots in NBA history. Definitely the best shot in Raptors history. But, you know, you have to <laughs> – you got to, like, keep pushing forward and remember, we still got to take on the Bucks. They have the, the MVP, you know. So um, – mm-hmm. and then moving into that series, um, we lost a close game one. I know Brooke Lopez really – uh, hit us hard with some clutch shots. And then also game two in Milwaukee. What was the vibe going back to Toronto for game three? Um, it wasn't that we must win. You know, we knew we had to win games and we knew we had to come through. But it was like just focusing on each and every possession. You know, uh, Serge had a speech and Serge was one of the guys that motivated us a lot. He was talking about, you know, in his experience in the playoffs, how, you know, you can win four games straight no matter at what point. It's the first one to four wins. It doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't have to be alternating. It's the first one to four wins. So he was like, we get this first win and we don't look back. He was like, we know what we need to do. We know what we did wrong. So let's get this first win and not look back. And that's what happened. We approached each game with that mentality, like, let's get this win right here. Let's get this win right here. And not focusing on, you know, the losses before, the wins before. So your focus was just on winning that game three? Mostly, would you yeah, say winning? Yeah, yeah, just winning, winning game three. You know, just you know, not even, not even considering it a game three, but just winning the next game ahead of us. Like forgetting that we lost one and two, but just focusing and increasing our intensity and what our game plan was for the next upcoming game. And obviously, that paid dividends because uh, we ended up winning that. That game three was a double overtime thriller. And then we ended right, up winning right. the next four straight and going to the first ever finals uh, in Raptors history. Do you feel like people were nervous before the game? Like, I feel like uh, I know I know uh, Kawhi has obviously been there and Danny Green. But do you feel like the, you know, like the Lowry, Siakam, OG, those guys were uh, nervous going into that series? Um, I don't think so as much because one, we did have the leadership of people that had been there before, but also we just had you know, a level of confidence about us. We had a chip on our shoulder that, you know, this was the uh, Warriors were a top team. You know, they, they were the dynasty before and everything. And, you know, it wasn't a nervousness. It was more of an excitement. Like, 
all right, we're in the finals. Now let's, let's go finish this. Like we were hungry to, you know, you know, we went this whole season. Now we're, we have the opportunity to seize what we want. So it was definitely an exciting factor to it. Yeah. That was a, an absolute rock fight. It was obviously sad uh, seeing KD get injured and clay. Um, But in the end, we won in game six and another close game. Um, How did you, how did you feel after we won the chip? Oh, I was I was so happy. I mean, words can't even describe, you know, this this is the pinnacle of basketball. That's the biggest stage of basketball. And, you know, I might not have played as many minutes, but everyone like had a part in that win, you know, from practices to situations to drills and things like that. You know, it, it really felt like a lot of the hard work and preparation that we put in together as a team had finally paid off. And of course, on the biggest stage of basketball. So it's it's like it's an indescribable feeling, you know, that to get to that point and win it all. Was there any um, any kind of thing you guys did after, like as a team, to kind of celebrate, like besides like the champagne, the locker room, and the uh, you know the whole parade? Was there anything else you guys did? Um. Yeah, we had a couple things here and there. Um, uh, we. The team, oh yeah, we had a team like massive team dinner after with all the families that were there and everything, and it was a big celebration. And also, towards the latter end of this season, I mean beginning of this season, we also had another you know final celebration where we passed out all the rings to a lot of the uh, front office and different staff. So I mean it was it was definitely just a continued celebration for the entire week, especially when we got back to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, was that even that before parade. the parade? <laughs> <laughs> at that parade. Um... We all know Marcus Saul was pretty lit, but uh, how are you? Fe- <laughs> how are you feeling during that? <laughs> Everyone was uh, pretty high in spirits. I can say everyone was, you know, excited. You know, I was on, I was on one of the first buses with a uh, surge. So I mean, we got oh. to see. We were one of the first buses to see, you know, just the masses of people there. You know, it was just a, it was a good feeling, an exciting environment. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that was a huge moment in Raptors history. And then, uh, surprisingly, Kawhi decides to leave, go home, and Danny Green decides to go to L.A. to compete for another chip. Um, how did you guys, as a team, kind of respond to them leaving in terms of, like, um, expectations for the up- this season? Um, I don't think anyone really had any expectations, whether, you know, he would stay or leave. We understood, you know, what we did in the past, and we appreciate that. I mean, we're teammates, brothers and everything so you know whatever decision he made you know it's a decision for himself and his family talking about Kawhi and Danny yeah and um so you know there was definitely no hard feelings you know it was just kind of like you know we'll see what happens and you know we'll gauge our own careers and standings you know or where we'll be from that but I mean you know it's, it was definitely like just a just a mutual understanding of you know you got to do what's best for yourself and how would you describe Kawhi as a person? Because he's obviously quiet to the public, so a lot of people don't get to see much of him. How would you kind of describe him uh, as a teammate and as a friend? Um, not to be uh, corny, but he's a fun guy. He <laughs> tells jokes. He's funny. You know, he's, I mean, he's funny, just like every other, you know, teammate. You know, he's got something to say. People listen to what he says, and, you know, he's a good time, good guy to be around. He's very low-key funny, too. There's, like, the, the interview you did with the, after the All-Star game where they had, like, the Gatorade bottle on the top, and he, like, walks by and says, <laughs> not sponsored by Gatorade, and puts it down. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Just little things like that, you know, yeah. 
we obviously got to talk a little bit about uh, the team this year because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I run a page. I got roasted for my prediction. I'm not even going to say what I predicted for, the, for our team's record, but you guys have already almost surpassed the number of wins I predicted you guys would get. So how would you guys describe uh, your confidence coming into this year, knowing that we lost uh, an MVP caliber player in, Ka- in Kawhi? I mean, I think Kyle and Fred said in one of their earlier interviews, like, we're still a good basketball team. Like, uh, people have statistics of how we won games when, you know, Kawhi was sitting out and stuff like that. So we never doubted that we were just going to drop out and be not a playoff team. I mean, two years ago, a lot of those same guys that are putting up numbers right now, Fred, Norm, Pascal, were part of the bench mob, which, you know, we're putting up better numbers than most starting teams across the board so I mean you know there was no doubt that you know there's more responsibility to be shared around but I mean when if you're around the core group and you understood the amount of work that everyone was putting in you know it was it was a given that you know we all fought and knew we were gonna be making another push for being top in the east oh yeah no question is there any player on this team right now that surprised you coming into the year like maybe uh Terrence Davis for example Oh, yeah, I would say, I mean, I wouldn't say surprise. I mean, I didn't necessarily know Terrence's game that much too well, but, I mean, he's been growing every month, every week, every game. So, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, I'm happy to see his growth and I'm, you know, excited to see how much better he's going to get. Yeah, no question. I mean, the team's been been balling. I think that kind of resonates with the chemistry. Uh, for one thing, obviously, going to the championship helps because everyone's, uh, sort of combined together. And uh, after being in a moment like that, I feel like the regular season for you guys is like just a piece of cake in terms of you guys are way more confident than I've ever seen. Um, you play like a team mm-hmm. and it's kind of a next man up mentality. Do you kind of want to describe the way that Nick Nurse has sort of uh, almost cha- enlightened the culture of this team this season? Um, yeah, I mean, Along with Coach Nurse, a lot of the people who were on that championship team, you know, it's it's an understanding of what it takes to win, you know, uh, like holding yourself accountable, holding each other accountable and doing all the little things, you know, it's that understanding in, you know, what the game plan is, tr- us trusting the game plan and him trusting us to fulfill that game plan. You know, it's a lot of trust back and forth and there's a lot of mutual communication back and forth. Because he's kind of been – he just hit 100 wins uh, in only 139 games, which is uh, among the best. I think only Steve Kerr um, got to 100 games faster. So he's obviously had the regular season success and the playoff success this year. So uh, he's finally getting right. that recognition he deserves. Um, is there maybe something off the court that you guys do that connects you guys better? Like uh, what do you guys do? Do you guys do stuff off the court as a team? Like do you guys go do – uh, dinners before games, or is there some kind of routine that you guys do? Um, I wouldn't say anything crazy that any other team does. I mean, we have certain individuals have an event, certain teammates have an event, and you know, we'll show up and we'll support. I think Serge had a movie screening recently, and we had a pretty good crowd of teammates and front office and coaches show up to that. So, you know, it's just it's just the support that we have. I wouldn't say it's anything specific that we do. Um, off the court but it's an understanding you know that we're in this this grind together and we understand that we need each other at all times so 
you know, there's never any elephants in the room. There's never words unsaid, you know, everything is out in the open and it's free and easy to communicate. What is your routine like in terms of uh, like either a game day or off day is, do you have any uh, specific like routine that you go through before a game? Um, usually I take a nice, nice, nice nap before a game, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, once I get to the arena, I usually just, I try to get, um, decent amount of shots up, you know, get a nice little sweat going and, you know, just, just prepare, prepare myself. Cause you know, I'm not sure when my number is going to get called or if it'll get called that game. So, you know, it's always, it's always being that mode of staying ready and, you know, being ready to, to step in that role, that next man up mentality. And, you know, play my game. All right. So let's get to know you a bit better. Uh, so I'm going to ask okay. you a few questions about you. Um, All right. Started off with who was your favorite player growing up? My favorite player growing up would probably be Allen Iverson. Yeah. Why is that? Um, most of my family's from Philly. So we're a big Philly fan, you know, Flyers, Phillies, Eagles. So growing up, we were always watching Sixers games and everything, mm-hmm. and AI was that guy. So was uh, was Philly your favorite team um, growing up then, the 76ers? Uh, growing up, I didn't really have a favorite team. You know, I kind of just watched basketball as a whole. So, like, I had players that I liked and players that I watched, but I wouldn't say I specifically had, like, a, a, a favorite team that I wanted to, to win. Just a fan of the game, fan of the stars? Yeah, yeah. Who would you say is your favorite current player in the NBA then? Favorite current player? To watch. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> no, but I definitely, I definitely like, uh, I enjoy watching, you know, Kawhi, LeBron, DeMar. Um, just, those are just some of the top guys, you know, that I just enjoy, enjoy watching their game. Oh yeah, I love watching all those guys. Is, is there any yeah. anyone uh, who you would say is the hardest player you've ever had to guard? Um, of so, some of the players I had to guard, uh, I would say yeah, LeBron is up there. And uh, before Oladipo was hurt, I, I guarded him basically a full game, and that was a that was a tough guard. You know, he was coming into Indiana and he was really running things there. So you know, he was he was an elite player. Still is an elite player. Oh, yeah, no question. It's kind of crazy um, how big LeBron is. Just looking at him on TV, is he getting bigger? Mm-hmm. That's my question. I can't really tell. <laughs> I can't tell either. I know I know he's big and he moves fast for his size. <laughs> Who is your favorite teammate ever? Favorite teammate ever? You don't want to answer Ooh, that. That's cool. <laughs> that's a tough question. I mean, I love all my teammates. We're all, yeah, yeah. We're all, we, I got a lot of good teammates. OG, Rondé, Stanley, Kyle, and Fred. I mean, they're just all, all good teammates. <laughs> yeah. Is there any like specific vets who helped you out, especially when you like came in uh, to the Raptors in like 2017? Is there anyone uh, who you found really helped you kind of maybe gain confidence or just play your game? I would say uh, Jonas Valachunas and more specifically C.J. Miles. You know, C.J. Miles was another shooter. And, uh, you know, he wasn't always – he came from high school to the NBA. He was like one of those last classes that did that. Yeah. You know, he was another shooter. And, you know, he would just talk me through the game, talk me through his game. He'd always look out for me with shoes and stuff like that. So, you know, he he had a big impact on, you know, 
where I was in my rookie season and my mentality as a shooter and just a basketball player. And, you know, he was very helpful in my rookie year. He's actually got a very similar game to you, right? Like a, a catch and shoot player. Um, a great right. shooter, obviously. Who would you say mm-hmm. your game is most like if you were to compare yourself to another NBA player? Who my game is most like? Yeah, or who's most like you? Um, yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, maybe younger, you know, Trevor Reza, uh, guys like that, you know, a lot of players that can shoot the three, you know, attack the lane and, you know, defend multiple positions. So, yeah. Alrighty. Um, what is your favorite food? My favorite food? I'm a burger guy. I love I love a good hamburger. Oh yeah. Where would you go in Toronto if you if you're craving a burger, where would you go? I'm a fan of Burgers Priest. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 one of my go to spots if I need a good burger. I'm a chicken parm guy myself. So I like a chicken nice parm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a nice chicken parm. Italian, so Kind of have to eat it, you know. I can respect. That. I like <laughs> I like chicken parm too. What's your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve would yeah. probably be smacking or chewing your food. With oh your mouth my open. god! <laughs> nail, yeah, nail that that head. drives me crazy. That's a nail. I don't even head. mind calling anybody out about it too. I'm like, come on now. Would you say that's a deal breaker if your girl did that? I would say so. <laughs> I, it's something that you could adjust, but it would have to be adjusted. <laughs> what's okay? La, this is my last one for you. Um, what What's your favorite hobby to do outside of basketball? Um, let's see. I have a couple hobbies, but you know, I'm a I'm a big video game guy. So you know, I play FIFA, Fortnite, Call of Duty. You know, adventure video games. But I'm also getting into you know playing the piano and you know just trying to trying to do different things. But I would say you know. Music, piano, and video games, definitely top three. Are you a, a PC gamer or are you Xbox? Console. PS4. Oh. PS4, PlayStation for life. PlayStation for life. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of music do you listen to? Who's your favorite artist? Uh, favorite artist? Um, I love Young Thug, uh, J. Cole, Kendrick. A lot of those guys, I have some artists from like back in my area, Low Village, up and coming musicians and everything. You know, I like I like a lot of different types of music. Lauren Hill, uh, you know, R&B, soul, rap, that whole. All right. Cool, man. Uh, thanks for doing this. I really, really appreciate you. You've been an awesome guest. For I think sure. I think the people are going to like to hear uh, a little more about you. Um, for sure. Anything you want to say to the public before we end this thing off? Um, all those supporting the Raptors and everything, we appreciate your support. You know, we're going to go ahead and try to get another one for you, make another playoff push and, um, you know, just, just love all y'all. Back to back. They're going, they're going to need you for that with your shooting. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right, man. Thank you very much for this. I appreciate you. Uh, No problem. Thanks for having me.